Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 95 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in Exodus, chapters 7 to 13, in the week of April the 28th, sorry, March the 28th to April the 3rd. Uh, And today we're going to continue into Exodus chapter 10. And here we see two more of the plagues uh, before the final and worst plague. Um, In verse 1 of Exodus 10, it is in... um, it is reminded to us again that Pharaoh has hardened his heart uh, and that the Lord has shown his signs unto those in Egypt. Um, and so Moses and Aaron return to Pharaoh um, and ask them to ask him to humble himself. And in verse 4 they say, Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locust into thy coast. Um, and this is... You know, to us, I guess, today, it sounds like it's similar to, you know, the the flies or it's it's another insect that's coming. Uh, But the issue here is that uh, this would be um, a huge um, blow to the Egyptians, because not only has there been hail, uh, which has destroyed many of the Egyptians' crops and things like that, the remaining crops that are left are about to be obliterated by this horde of locusts. And if you look at the actual uh, verses when the when the locust locusts do arrive, um, then it's well we'll get to that in a moment, because in verse seven a very interesting thing occurs. Um, the Pharaoh's servants speak to Pharaoh and ask him, and I I'd never learned about this or realised this, but they plead with Pharaoh to let the Israelites go, um, or specifically a particular group of Israelites. In verse 7 it says, How long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest now not yet that Egypt is destroyed. Now what's interesting here is that um, these people who speak to Pharaoh, and of course it probably does not represent every Egyptian uh, who was living at the time, but a group of them, a large group perhaps, um, are starting to recognise now that these punish, these plagues are a result of these Egyptians not letting the Israelites go. Um, they they call him the Lord, their God, um, and they they plead that, they, that the Pharaoh lets the, the men um, go uh, to worship. So Pharaoh brings them back, Moses and Aaron, and says, um, and asks, but who are they that shall go? And Moses said, we will go with our young and our old, our sons and with our daughters, with our flocks and with our herds. And we will go, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. Um, And this is important for all of us to to remember that the gospel is not just for um, a certain number of people or certain group of people, but it is for all, despite no matter what age, what gender, what group you are seen to be in. The gospel is for you, and you are invited to come unto the Saviour. Um, that is a great blessing uh, for, for our families. Um, Pharaoh does not agree that they can take all of the people. And so therefore, in verse 12, the locusts arrive. Uh, and in verse 12 it says, uh, And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch out thine hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, 
that they may come out, come up upon the land of Egypt and eat every herb of the land, even all that the hail have left. Um, and in verse 13, we are told that there is an east wind that brings the locusts. And we have talked about the east wind before briefly, about how it's generally used as a sign of or a, a, a symbol of destruction and difficulty that comes to the land. Uh, we've read it in Isaiah and also in the Book of Mormon as well. Uh, so, you know, uh, that is an interesting link there. But uh, moving forward, the locusts come and there is so much um, that it darkens the face of the land. Um, so you can imagine just how huge this horde of locusts is and just how destructive and devastating it is. Um, of course, we mentioned uh, yesterday that each of these plagues is a representation of um, the Lord um, overcoming certain gods of Egypt. And here we see another couple of important uh, gods who are um, kind of overpowered by, by the Lord, as it were. Uh, Nipa and Nepri were the god and goddess of grain. And you can imagine that in Egypt, in a land of very harsh deserts and, you know, places of, not not many places of plenty, that these gods were such an important uh, gods for these people. Well, again, they have lost a lot of their food and their grain. And in this prompts Pharaoh in verse 16 to say, very interestingly, uh, I have sinned against your Lord God and against you. And in verse 17, he says, Now therefore forgive, I pray thee, my sin only this once, and entreat the Lord your God, that he may take away from me this death only. So he's saying, and I wonder how many times we say this kind of thing to the Lord. Oh, please, just, just this once, please just forgive me and, and I won't do it again. Um, it is an interesting uh, thought to, um, to, to consider and reflect on. Um, and of course, none of us are perfect and we may have the desire to stop, um, you know, having a certain habit or cert or doing a certain thing in our lives, you know, and not and never do it again, but then we will do it again, perhaps. Um, but the Lord is patient with us and he will support and bless us. Um, so a mighty strong west wind blows the locusts away, um, but Pharaoh hardened his heart. And so once again, there is the ninth plague, and this comes to the darkness that is in the land of Egypt. Um, and Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Um, they couldn't see or do anything. Um, and again, this is something which uh, Pharaoh then brings Moses before him about uh, and pleads with him about how perhaps they can all go, but they leave their flocks and herds. And again, this is interesting uh, by Pharaoh because this indicates that, you know, he recognises that he needs to compromise a bit further. And so he says, okay, well, all of you go, but your flocks and herds stay. And I imagine with this, he is intending that the Israelites will return uh, once they have gone and done their sacrifices. If their flocks and herds are still in Egypt, they will, ha they will have to return. Uh, otherwise, they won't survive very long uh, in the wilderness. And so uh, he is trying to keep them ever so slightly uh, attached still to the land of Egypt. And yet Moses doesn't agree with this as they need to take sacrifices and burnt offerings with them. And their cattle must go. And in verse 26, there's a phrase that I love by Moses. He says, our cattle also go with, shall also shall go with us. 
there shall not be there shall not an hoof be left behind, for thereof we must take to serve the Lord our God, and we know not what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. Um, basically saying we need our cattle and herd, we don't know how long we'll be travelling, we don't know what's going to happen to us once we leave Egypt, so we need this sustenance and livestock uh, to be in order to keep us alive, obviously, but also to make sacrifices to our God. Um, but I love that phrase, that there shall not be an hoof left behind. It's a, it's a lovely phrase, um, this idea that um, they won't leave anyone behind. Um, Pharaoh doesn't agree. Uh, and in fact, um, he says that he doesn't want to see Moses anymore. For if he does, then he shall die. Um, which then Moses um, agrees um, that this is probably their last physical meeting that they will have. This darkness uh, is probably one of the most um, kind of important gods of Egypt that are are shown to have that God is shown to have power over or the one true God is shown to have power over, um, it is linked to Ra, the son of the God's son, or the son of the God of the sun, who was the most worshipped and revered God in Egypt after Pharaoh. Um, <clears throat> God showed he had power over the mightiest of all the Egyptian gods when he brought the darkness for three days uh, to Egypt. And of course, uh, I'm sure it won't be lost on any of you, the symbolic nature of the fact that there was darkness on the land of Egypt for three days, um, clearly there is a link there to the Saviour. And it is so amazing to see, um, just in all of these stories of the Old Testament, the links to the Saviour in every single one of them, uh, which perhaps we haven't mentioned or noticed before. So this particular plague has a sense of, you know, kind of last chance, because when we get to this next plague, the 10th plague, of course, which is the worst, uh, then Pharaoh recognises he needs to listen to the to the Israelites and let, let the people go. This last, this well, penultimate plague, the ninth one, like I mentioned, um, addresses one of uh, Egypt's most important gods. Uh, in fact, the most important god uh, in Egypt. Uh, and the Lord God is shown once again to have power over them. Thank you so much uh, for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do continue to follow uh, the podcast on the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session, with Come Follow Me. And as you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com to share your thoughts on what you've been studying as well. Thank you so much for your time, and until we meet again.